another episode of the Awesome in Seattle podcast. This is your host, Christian Awesome of the Awesome and Awesome Group at Wilson Realty in the Seattle area. We are a team of Seattle area real estate agents. I am here with my co-agent extraordinaire, Joanna Beecher. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So today's episode is all about heating systems. So we're going to go over everything from oil tanks and oil heating all the way to mini splits or natural gas furnaces or heat pumps. Uh, it's There's a lot of info. And the reason that we are doing this episode today is because we get questions all the time. Like all the time. What is this? Is this good? Is this bad? Like very basic questions. This episode today is really to try to help you get a better understanding of what the different types of systems that we have in the Seattle area, what the pros and cons are. And, you know, if you do want to replace it with something else, what that something else could be. So the first question that we get or that people ask us as their agent is really what as agents should we know about these heating systems when we're looking at houses? Like, should your agent actually know something about it? I feel like they should. I feel like you should have a basic understanding of each heating system. Yes. I don't know if everyone does, but they should. And they should be able to tell you, like, what kind of system is it? What are the pros and cons? What do you think estimated the utility bills are going to be for each type of system? And those are the type of things that that we can really answer to an extent. The question about how much it's going to cost every month is a little bit tougher because it's so broad and there's so many variables. Like, is the house well insulated? Is it newer construction? Is it from 1902 with no insulation? Is it um, heated with electric baseboard versus a mini split or whatever? So there's going to definitely be some variables in there. But let's go over the other types of systems that we see out there. So let's start with oil tanks. Now, this is one of the older heating styles systems in homes. Should buyers be scared of these, Joanna? No, they shouldn't. In short, there's no need to be scared. So what is an oil tank, right? An Mm -hmm. oil tank is just a very large tank used to heat a home. These oil tanks are usually underground, sometimes above, and are about 300 gallons. Mm -hmm. So these are still pretty common, actually. It is a similar price to gas, so it's pretty expensive when you're talking 300 gallons. Yeah, just a slightly bigger than your, like, 15-gallon car or 25-gallon car Just a bit. Yeah. One question we get often from clients is that they are worried about potential leaks. And that's and fair. That is I mean, fair. it's a giant tank of, of oil. oil in your yard. <laughs> yeah, so you want to make sure they're in good shape. But the state had an insurance program mm-hmm. called PLIA, which stood for Pollution Liability Insurance. They stopped giving new registrations in 2020. But if you purchase a home with this coverage already, it might be able to be transferred yep. in or grandfathered in or however that goes. Yep. But yes, it's definitely not a bad way to heat your home. I grew up with one. It was just fine. Yeah. I've lived in a couple houses over the years that have had oil heat. Generally, the oil company, so there's a truck that comes out, and they come out and they fill that giant tank. Yeah. Usually, there's a place out front or mm -hmm. just outside of your home that they hook that into. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And... They will usually service your furnace for very, very inexpensive. So they'll sign you up for like $100 to $200 a year on an annual service plan. They're going to be now the preferred provider of your oil. 
And because of that, they're going to make sure that that furnace is humming perfectly. And the reason why, if you think about it, they don't want you to replace that thing. They don't want that thing to die. They don't want it to break. They do not want you to go, I need a new furnace. While I'm at it, I'm going to get rid of the oil and switch to natural gas or to an electric heat pump or something like that. So they are really going to work hard at keeping that system alive and going. So it actually can be, because of that, a pretty inexpensive system to operate for a long period of time. It's just kind of the way it is. Now, if you are going to get rid of an oil tank, you are allowed to do that. And that's called decommissioning the oil tank. And what is involved with that is... A company that specializes in this, they will come out, they will pump out any oil that's currently in there. They will then clean out the tank and then they will fill it with sand or a sandy material. And the reason they're doing that is because, at least in Seattle, some other municipalities have different rules. But in Seattle, you can actually keep the tank in the ground. You just have to decommission it, fill it with, like I said, some sandy material. And that's because if this metal tank rusts, they don't want it to be creating a sinkhole. So that's that's kind of the deal. It's really not that much to decommission. Um, I did one on a house about a year ago, and it was around $1,000 to decommission it. It's really not that bad. The city of Seattle and Puget Sound Energy, those are kind of the two main heat providers in the city or in the Seattle area. PUD up north also has this. They often have rebates. So if you are thinking of getting rid of your inefficient oil heater, oil furnace, there's often rebates available. Right now in the city of Seattle, you get a $2,000 rebate if you switch to a Mitsubishi heat pump. So they have specific brands sometimes that you have to switch to as well. Speaking of heat pumps, these are actually about the most favorite thing among Seattle homeowners, the most Mm -hmm. favorite heat system. And they both heat and cool, which is sweet. Yes. And, And I know the name says heat pump, so most people are confused that they do cooling, but they do. Now that said, they only cool up to about 30 degrees lower than the high temperature. So if it's 100 degrees, you're cooling at 70, which is fine. But those weird days last summer, a couple summers ago, where it was like 110, it was still like 80 was the max that it would cool it down, which was still very nice compared to outside. Much better than outside. Yes, yes. But they don't work that well in super hot climates. Seattle is not a super hot climate other than maybe a week or so. So it works really well in the Seattle area. There's two types of heat pump systems. The first is a mini split system. So this is where you'll have like up on the wall, usually toward the ceiling, these three or four foot wide, maybe a foot or two tall uh, systems that pump out the air. And there's a condenser that sits outside that helps to get the cool air into the house. Those condensers are not condensers, but heat pump units are now in almost every single bedroom Mm -hmm. or living space in the house. And you can control each one individually, which is sweet. Yeah. They generally cost around 20 to $25,000 to install. So they're not cheap, but they are extremely efficient. And the city is actually pushing these as the preferred method. The other type of heat pump works in conjunction with your forced air furnace. So forced air, that's like, you know, you got the air ducts in the floor or maybe in the ceilings that you're used to seeing where the air is actually pushed through the ducting all around the house. So with those systems, you don't actually get rid of the furnace. It stays there in place. You just add an outside condenser heat pump unit. Kind of looks like an air conditioner, if Mm -hmm. you remember those. And those are less expensive because you're not replacing the entire system. You're just adding on. So now that heat pump will work 
in Seattle about 90% of the year. When it gets to freezing or below, that's generally when the furnace kicks in and will work. But the majority of the time, that heat pump's going to both heat and cool throughout the year. What would the, the pricing be on that? So for that exterior heat pump unit that is in addition to a furnace, they're around seven to $12,000, depending on the size of the house. So it'll okay. just depend on, on the size. Okay. Yep. So one of the next types of heating that we have to talk about is electric baseboard heat. Um, and what are electric baseboards? They're those long metal heaters and they're powered by electricity. Typically, these are used in spaces where there isn't ducting. Mm -hmm. These are not very efficient no. and could be a fire hazard. I know because every apartment has those. <laughs> they also produce a really dry heat. Mm -hmm. Also very true. You need a humidifier when you have these. However, they are by far the least expensive mm -hmm. of the heating systems to install. To um, install. Not to operate Not to operate, yeah. but to install. And, yeah, being a fire hazard, they're normally installed right where you need cords mm -hmm. or right where you're going to put your couch or mm -hmm. your bed. And, you, and you're not supposed to block also, it. Yeah, they're generally, like, also right underneath a window. Always underneath a window. Yeah. It's like, thanks for making that all go right outside. Right outside on the single-pane yeah. window because it's an apartment building. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's a real bummer when you see those in homes, too. Mm -hmm. I know that's something that when my clients are looking, if you see mm -hmm. the electric baseboard, it's like, ah. Oh. Yep. That's generally where people will really look at that mini split yes. system to yep. install to replace those electric baseboards. It's worth it if you can do it. Yep. For sure. And again, there's some rebates out there. So look into those when that time comes. It's great to know. So natural gas. Mm -hmm. This is usually with a forced air furnace mm -hmm. or a boiler. Uh, generally with forced air, you have the ducting popping out of the floors. This is one of those more common types of heating you will see. And cost is around five to 10,000 for a unit and installation. And that's like to replace one that's currently in right. place. If you had to install ducting, if there was maybe electric baseboard before, it usually doesn't make sense because you have to open up all the walls mm -hmm. to get that ducting in there. So that generally doesn't make sense. At that's that where that mini split, if you wanted exactly. to change. Yeah, yep. okay. Now, a boiler is where natural gas is heating water, mm -hmm. and the hot water goes through the pipes, and the pipes are usually, but not always, in what looks like those baseboard heaters. Yep. Yeah, it looks exactly like a baseboard heater, other than the fact that inside is actually like a copper pipe. These, you can put furniture right up against it. It's not a fire hazard because there's no oh, like, heating so nice. coils. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I've had a house that had a boiler heat. They're pretty efficient. It takes a while, like you can't just turn up the heat and then feel it because you're pushing hot water through these pipes and it takes a while for all that to happen. So it's now, a slower, slower In increase. older homes, like mm -hmm. old ones, because mm -hmm. I also lived on the East Coast. So you yeah. would see these a lot in mm -hmm. like their apartments in these old houses. Mm -hmm. Those the kind of like radiator, radiator thing. things. Yeah. Is that what we that is? We don't have that a lot in the Seattle area. Hists. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't have those a lot in the Seattle area. Um, I have seen them generally in like school buildings and stuff like mm -hmm. that. The really yeah. old schools. Yeah. Generally don't see them in houses though. But that would be boiler heat. That's I would also assume. boiler heat. Got it. Okay, yes. sorry. Yes. Just a side note, side note guys. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, we don't really have that in the Seattle area. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they usually Us now New it's, England folks. <laughs> we know that. Yeah, now it's just that baseboard style. Mm -hmm. The other other way, and that's what a perfect segue into <laughs> hydronic heat. Hey. So this also uses hot water and it's often 
in either the flooring of like a new construction townhouse or I single love family those. home. Yes, where it's either a concrete or a wood floor. And like radiant you have, heat? Yeah, the radiant yeah. heat underneath. And there's these pipes that just kind of zigzag throughout the entire space. It's similar to boilers where you got the hot water going through there. The thing with that is it takes forever to change the heat, either both heating it or cooling it down. So if you set it for too high and you come home and you're like, man, I turned that up way too much because it can take like 12 to 24 hours for it to actually adjust. So if you think about it, you got to heat up that concrete that it's sitting Mm -hmm. in and then it's got to radiate above that through the floor into the room. So it's very slow. But once you find like your sweet, your sweet spot, spot. you that, don't touch it. Yeah, I was you about to say, you probably it. don't want to touch it, but mm-hmm. also it feels so good it on does. your feet. It does, yeah. <laughs> Especially now, during the winter time. Generally, it's so nice. the only floor, generally, not always, but generally the only floor that has that is either the lowest floor or the lowest and the main floor, if the main floor is the living space. In the upper floor or in the bedrooms, usually they're not going to have this in the flooring. It's going to be a square kind of like two foot by two foot box in the wall with a round fan that is behind it. And it has a little switch for high or low. And you're like, what does that mean? High or low? That's just the fan speed. So the pipes are back there with the hot water and it's just sitting there and there's a fan right behind those pipes. And you're just turning that fan on to kick the air through it to push the heat out. So that's often what we'll see in townhomes, generally in like built in the mid 2000s, early to mid late 2000s. That's when it was the most common. All right, AC. So air conditioning is something that you can definitely add to a house in the Seattle area. Usually you're going to add this to a forced air unit. So you got a furnace, it's got forced air coming through the ducts. If you wanted to add AC, you could, you just add an ex- uh, basically a condenser outside that is attached to the same ducting. It's about the same cost as a heat pump, usually six to $10,000 or so, depending on the square footage of the house. And it does a good job of keeping the house cool. There's not going to be that 30 degree difference between the high outside temperature and the lowest that it can cool, like with a heat pump, but it's not as efficient either. And it uses different gases, which aren't necessarily the greatest for the environment. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, if you don't have forced air heat, adding an AC unit doesn't make a lot of sense in our area unless you just want it for that week or two that we actually need it. In which case you can do like the window unit either that's hanging halfway out the, the window or you got that rolly air conditioner unit. With Those the are my units yeah. of choice. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so that's, that's air conditioning. Yeah. Are any of these systems buyers should avoid or consider a red flag when they see them when they're touring? Mm, I would say no. I've, yeah owned houses or lived in houses that have pretty much all of these different heating systems other than hydronic. I just haven't had a house that had that, but none of these systems should really be a deal breaker. They're all good. They all serve their purpose. It really, at the end of the day, depends on what your goals are and what you want to do either financially or environmentally. Mm -hmm. So that's where that decision comes around. And a lot of times I've noticed, especially in like condo situations, a lot of condos especially the older ones do have that electric baseboard Mm -hmm. and i don't think there's much you can really do about that in that Mm -hmm. situation so it shouldn't be a deal breaker in my personal opinion i think just have to make the best of it really it is what it is it is what it is and Mm -hmm. it'll get your condo warm yes exactly (laughs) yep 
The next 10 years will bring some innovation in heating. First off, heat pumps are currently being renovated to work in colder climates yeah, that's great, by the government. Yeah, right now yeah. they kind of stop working when it gets to around freezing. They just don't work that well anymore. So that's great. Right. Micro heat pumps are also under development. Hmm. These would drape over windows and can be easily installed by homeowners who want to lower their heating bill. Interesting. Who doesn't want to lower their heating bill? Yeah, I've never actually even heard of that. So I, I want to look into that. Sounds super cool. Yeah. Additionally, technology continues to improve to be able to better estimate how much heat pump a house is requiring and along with energy audits mm -hmm. that will help determine the leaking of ducts and potentially improvements to get better efficiency from the systems. Yeah. Now, if you are in an older house or even a newer house and you think that you're feeling drafts come through your home and stuff like that, you can do something called an energy audit. It's oh. where you hire an expert to come out and they put like a giant fan attached to the front door of your home and they create, they try to create a vacuum. And so then they pump out, they suck out the air and then they have all these different ways that they can try and see where the air is coming in, whether it's through electrical outlets, which is very common. Obviously windows are an issue, mm -hmm. doors, all those fun little things. So they can find that and then they can try and block the air from leaving those spaces so that your home will be more insulated. It's Which very is, interesting. That's very good to know for a lot of the older homes that are mm -hmm. in and around Seattle area. Yep. All right. So I hope that that really helped you get a better understanding of all the different heat si styles out there, heating systems out there in the greater Seattle area. At the end of the day, all you really need to know is there's not a single one that you really need to be super concerned with. There's some that are better than others. There's some that are more environmentally friendly. There's some that are more expensive to operate and there's some that are less expensive. And that's kind of the whole point of all this. It's just so you could get a better understanding, big picture of what's going on, what the different options are, and then you can decide what makes sense for you. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We can connect you with some heating suppliers out there that if you are looking at redoing your stuff, your systems in your house, just let us know. We got good referrals. If you are ready to start talking about buying, if you're like, I have oil heat and I don't want to deal with all that. I just want to move. Hey, guess what? We're real <laughs> estate agents. We can help you out. Uh, you can always schedule a time to chat with us right on our website, awesomenawesome.com slash schedule. It's totally free to reach out to us and chat. We're no pressure. We'll just talk with you. You can also just call us. All our numbers are listed right on our website, awesomenawesome.com. That's it for this episode of the Awesome in Seattle podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot. If you did, please leave us a review. We would love that. And we're getting some good ones coming in so far. And they really do help others find our podcast. We've been doing this now for over four years, believe it or not. And uh, we've had a lot of value out there for, for people and people really appreciate it. So if that also is you, please leave us a, re a review. We would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.